This is Neon and Beyond. We continue the amazing journey to get you up close and personal with great things. If you're looking for assistance, we got you covered there. Or if you want to volunteer, get out. Things that are near and dear to your heart, my heart, and everyone else in between listening this morning. So thank you for coming along. I really appreciate your time. Jumping right to our next fabulous guest this morning, a really good friend of Lotus Broadcasting and here at Neon and Beyond, doing great things with lots of passion behind it. Amanda Klein, founder of Nevada Fertility Advocates. Amanda, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate you coming back. We haven't spoke for a while, so a lot of things to catch up on and what this all means for everyone listening this morning. First and foremost, what is Nevada Fertility Advocates? Nevada Fertility Advocates is a 501c3 organization right here in Nevada, and our mission is to support the one in eight Nevadans, couples, struggling with the disease of infertility. A lot of people don't realize that infertility is recognized by the World Health Organization as a disease just like cancer or diabetes or anything else and should be treated as such. And, you know, our mission is really to focus on community awareness, employer education, and legislative action. I'm sure this journey, and we have a lot of of different pieces of this onion to pull back this morning, you and I, but... I really see this as now that they see this as a disease and something, this is, this is a hard struggle for people. Absolutely. I um, obviously have had my own personal experiences with infertility. Uh, when my husband and I decided to start a family in 2016, we were quickly hit with the reality that so many couples face. And that is, you know, the, the, the fairy tale and the story that you're told your entire life that it's, you know, you just start a family <laughs> And it's easy. (laughs) And it's easy, right? Like, it's not so much that way, Um, at least not anymore. I I feel like this is um, really something that our generation is facing. Um, And and it's also a very lonely disease. Uh, We had three miscarriages. I've had seven different procedures to try and get to the point of a diagnosis. I went through two rounds of in vitro fertilization. And then we hired a surrogate. Uh, to ultimately carry our daughter, Emma, who was born in the middle of the pandemic in July of 2020. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. She's going to be, she is a wild toddler. She's walking, she's talking, and, you know, she just reminds me every day of how, how lucky I am to now be in this place. I'm, I, I know this on a personal level because like you, I faced this as well with uh, my ex as my late ex. Um, we went through this and we ended up adopting because of this. And I think this has been a taboo subject up until, you know, obviously a few years ago, because when you're hit with the reality, like you said, it is a painful painful journey to go on because usually in life, for the most part, you always have choices and you have options. Now, the road to get to what you're trying to get to sometimes is longer than others. But when you're hit with this and there's no end, especially for us, we couldn't do surrogacy. We could, I mean, we could, we could have done it different ways. That's for another day that we talk, but it's hard. It's very hard. And I remember just feeling like, you a know, loser? I mean, let's just really say it the way it is. I felt like, God, I'm such a loser. Right. Like, I'm damaged. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. Why can't I do the one thing that I was put on this earth to naturally do? Right. right. I think as women, we go there immediately. And, 
you know, my mission in telling my story and getting other women to open up is to realize that you are perfect just the way you are. And family building happens all different ways, surrogacy, adoption, foster care. Um, you just have to find your path to parenthood if that's what you really want. And, and a lot of couples also choose to resolve their infertility by not having children. And that's fine, too. Right. I think all of it together is just little baby steps one at a time. And with your passion behind all of this and you starting this 501c3 and and everything that you've been doing with it, it even goes further because, like I said before, it, it was taboo. So now that you have the passion, now that you've seen it, now that we have one in eight couples in Nevada struggling with this disease of infertility, where do we go now? What, what are we trying to do? Well, we'll always continue with community awareness because it's important for people to open up and to talk about this disease. But now we're really focused on employer education and legislative action. Um, From an employer perspective, we are working with employers in Nevada to talk to them about their fertility benefits. Um, You know, if you're not talking to your, your boss or your benefits administrator or your HR department, they don't know what your struggles are. And my goodness, it's hard enough to talk to your best friend about this and your husband or your significant other, let alone your employer. Um, so we're really trying to educate employers about the importance of access to treatment, diagnostic treatment even, just to be able to get to a resolution to say, oh, I need to do IUI, I need to do IVF, or maybe I just need a simple medication. Um, you know, it can be as simple as that. So employer education is incredibly important to us and really a huge focus right now. Uh, and then legislative action. So in the 2021 Nevada legislative session, we introduced AB 274, which is the Medically Necessary uh, Fertility Preservation Act. And what that means is if you're diagnosed with uh, cancer or other life-threatening illnesses during your reproductive years, you may also be faced with the choice of freezing your eggs or your sperm because uh, conditions, cancer can cause radiation and chemotherapy can actually render you sterile. So there's a lot of cost associated with that. And what we want through this bill is for people to look at it as a necessary part of treatment. Yeah, this is something that is really tough. And I have to say, and, and you were right there too, but when we went through this, which was about 12 years ago, you know, it wasn't as forefront as it is now. And it's very, very expensive. Very, very expensive. Very expensive. The cost alone is the most prohibitive part. And and it creates great tension in relationships. Yes, I've had so many women tell me that, unfortunately, their marriage didn't survive infertility. Um, And, you know, that's just so sad to hear that something as simple as wanting children is, you know, essentially society telling you that unless you're independently wealthy, you don't afford children or you, you don't deserve children of your own. And that's just horrible. Absolutely. This morning, Amanda Klein, founder of Nevada Fertility Advocates, joins us and we are talking about all the things going on, especially supporting the one in eight couples in Nevada that struggle with this disease of infertility. Of course, coming off the 2021 legislative session with that AB 274, uh, we are now looking at another legislative session. So what, what are we looking forward to with you? 
We will be back for the 2023 legislative session with AB 274. Uh, Assemblywoman Michelle Borlow is our sponsor, and we're certainly looking for additional sponsors as well as bipartisan sponsorship. I think something that people don't realize is that family building is not a Democratic issue. It's not a Republican issue. It is everyone's issue and something that we should be looking at as such. And and how has it been going? How has it been perceived so far with employers and legislative and everything in between? I have been so impressed by the employers in our community and, you know, people really, truly care about their employees. And they, I, I really believe they just didn't know this was such a big issue because no one talks about it. So we now have uh, benefits administrators coming to us, reaching out to us and saying, hey, what do I need to offer my associates? What do I need to do to support them um, from a mental health perspective as well as from a traditional coverage perspective? Um, you know, how do I create support groups? How do I create um, relationships with the, the providers in our community? What can I do to really uh, take care of my employees and their family? And in 2021, how did it go when you presented the bill? It went well. I think 2021 was a very difficult session because of the pandemic. I just don't think that our state was in the right place, but I'm hoping that we're now coming out of the pandemic, that we're able to look at things through a, a new set of eyes, and I, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that we'll make it through this year. And, and kind of break it down even further for us. What exactly will this bill do if it's pushed through? If AB 274 is pushed through, anyone in the state of Nevada who is diagnosed uh, with cancer and other similar diseases in their reproductive years, um, which we typically consider under 40, 18 to 40, um, would have insurance coverage to freeze their sperm or their eggs. All right. So this keeping our fingers crossed that this is going to go well. And and good luck to you on that. I know it's big and sometimes can be very scary. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, it's one of those things that um, unless somebody brings it to uh, their attention, you would never know about it. But I've had so many cancer patients say to me, if I hadn't been able to freeze my sperm or my eggs and, and I you know went out of pocket $30,000 as a result, I would never be able to have children that are genetically mine. And so this is so important to someone like me. Absolutely. This morning, we're talking to Amanda Klein, founder of Nevada Fertility Advocates, talking about one in eight couples in Nevada struggling with the disease of infertility. And I know those listening this morning, or if you know of someone, please find out more information at NevadaFertilityAdvocates.com. And for those listening as well, Amanda, how do we get involved with you guys if we want to? We are all over the place. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You can find us at Nevada Fertility Advocates. And on NevadaFertilityAdvocates.com, you can also donate to the cause. We have a, a GoFundMe page set up on the website. Um, and obviously, we would love your support. We're also looking for volunteers and board members. So you can reach out to us via the website. Again, that's NevadaFertilityAdvocates.com. And as a volunteer and as far as donating, um, what, where does that money go? What is it helping with? We will be hosting employer education sessions. The funds will definitely go towards that, any kind of hard costs that we would have. Uh, we're hoping to host a large event this summer um, to, to do a fundraiser and to get people really excited. 
Um, and then, you know, we'll definitely be doing more awareness and education. We'd like to do some advertising campaigns in our community to really get people talking about this. Awesome. Big things on the horizon for you, Amanda. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Congratulations on your new baby girl. And of course, yeah, NevadaFertilityAdvocates.com. Check it out. Get involved. Good luck in the next legislative session. And uh, everyone listening this morning, thank you for taking the time again. Don't forget, one in eight couples in Nevada struggle with the disease of infertility. Amanda Klein, founder and all the passion behind Nevada Fertility Advocates. Amanda, have a great day and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.